There is an absolutely fascinating video that I caught this morning from Ann Barnhart. It is from a YouTuber called Milas1212. It's part of a conference. In fact, it's the Q&A section of a conference from the Fatima Center uh, involving Nicholas Gruner, the great Fatima priest, and Father Kramer, also very well known as a Fatima priest. And it's a conference which reveals some incredible things. They're talking about Catholic prophecy, and they're saying, now get this, that Pope Benedict, who by the way is still alive, of course, Pope Benedict is the Pope in the Fatima Secret who will be assassinated. Not only that, they're also talking about how the secret of the third secret, the part that's not yet revealed, will be revealed. Now get this, it will be revealed, but during the course of a great war where Russia's involved and is doing some major attack. And of course, they're making noises about World War III even at the time. It's 2012 back then, and it's totally fascinating now. This is the John Henry Weston Show. You're going to want to stay tuned for this one. Before we begin, let me urge you to please consider a donation, a generous donation to LifeSiteNews.com. We are able to produce this show, many of our other shows, because of your generous support. LifeSiteNews.com has been around now for 25 years, providing you the truth when so much of the mainstream media won't. Please consider making a generous donation to LifeSiteNews.com. Go to give.LifeSiteNews.com to do that, and may God bless you. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, let's get right into it. Let's watch this clip, or the beginning of this clip, from the Q&A period of a conference in 2012 uh, by the Fatima Center with Father Nicholas Greer. Take a look. Recall there was a... It, it appears that Pope Benedict is not disposed to perform the consecration to Russia. Yes, he appointed a commission to study the question, but studying the question is not acting on it. And uh, he's been uh, Pope now for seven, seven years, and he hasn't acted. He appointed a commission to study, and I suppose the commission is still studying. Uh, the prophecy was made by a man with a visible stigmata, uh, Antonio Ruffini, You'll notice there that Father Kramer is talking about Antonio Ruffini, uh, quite a famous stigmatist. That means someone who has received the wounds of Christ in his hands and in his feet. Now, this is actually not all that uncommon. Yes, it's only been had by some dozen people or so in the world ever, but nonetheless, it's been had, it's been documented. Padre Pio had this very thing, as did St. Francis. This is Antonio Ruffini, who was just a normal guy in Italy. He got his stigmata while on the Via Appia, a very famous uh, road in Rome. And also, actually, Pius XII blessed, gave his blessing to having a chapel erected where Antonio Ruffini received the stigmata. So that's who we're talking about, a very famous stigmatist, someone who was actually known to be both very holy and a miracle worker. So... That's who we're talking about and who makes this prophecy. Let's listen to what he had to say. I knew the stigmatist Ruffini personally for about 18 years. I did ask him on one occasion, point blank, is Pope John Paul II the Pope who's going to consecrate Russia? And he answered, no, it won't be Pope John Paul II. And it won't be the one after him. 
But the Pope, after that, will be the one to consecrate Russia. So there you heard the origin of that video we had before. If you recall at LifeSite, we had a video before where Father Gruner is telling this story, that there was a prophecy that Pope John Paul II won't be the one to do the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart, that it won't even be his successor, who we know was Pope Benedict XVI. It will be his successor. And so that's why there was all sorts of people who thought, wow, we have a fulfillment of that in Pope Francis making the consecration. But listen now to what Father Kramer said next. And remember, this is 2012, before, long before now, but it seems quite prophetic. Take a look. Now, I have to, I have to put in also the, uh, uh, the warning here because people oftentimes, they, they study prophecy and they get a wrong understanding. They say, well, well, well after, after this pope dies, won't the next one be a bad one, uh, an antipope? Well, the question, the thing is, if he's an antipope, he's not the pope. <laughs> Our Lady said the pope has to consecrate Russia. The true pope, there's going to be a true pope, there's going to be a false pope. Obviously, we're not talking about the false pope, the bad one. We're talking about the legitimate successor. So it will not be Pope John Paul II. It will not be Pope Benedict XVI, according to the prophecy of this, of this man who was, whose prophecies are worthy of belief. Uh, pope Pius XII authorized the construction of a chapel on the spot where he received the stigmata. Uh, I think that conf that very fact confers a certain degree of credibility in the prophecies of uh, of this man who was a qu quite a miracle worker and known for his prophecies and uh, revealed the most hidden things to people that, that helped them to, to save their souls. Uh, so it will be, according to that prophecy, the, the, the legitimate successor of Pope Benedict will be the Pope who will consecrate Russia. Okay, so this is very controversial, but inside Catholic prophecy, many of which, uh, much of which is around, you can find it for yourself on the internet, there is an interesting thing, because after Pope John Paul II uh, and after his successor, there is popularly believed to have been an anti-pope or a false pope or whatever. Now, we know that's a hugely controversial suggestion. We know that there are all sorts of people, particularly given the strange renunciation of Pope Benedict, the strangeness of Pope Francis in his teaching that goes so often against the church's own teaching, that there's a question about this. People are wondering, is Benedict's resignation valid? Is the, you know, is Pope Francis valid because of what he's done? And there have been people who've said that now publicly. Patrick Coffin is one who recently gave that. Bishop, Archbishop Gracida, a former very pro-life, very good Archbishop from Texas, also made that assertion. Um, and so we have this going around. But what does it mean? Well, we don't know exactly. But there was that theory in popular uh, Catholic prophecy uh, that you can go look up for yourself. But that's what Father Kramer suggests, that should there be a false pope or an anti-pope who makes, he won't be the one to make a valid consecration. It will be made by the legitimate pope. Whether that is Pope Francis, we think that he is the legitimate pope and did make the consecration, but we'll have to see how it plays out. Here is the rest of what's said. Check this out. Considering Pope Benedict's age and uh, considering the prophecies that uh, 
the Pope that precedes the one who will consecrate Russia may most likely not die of natural causes. It would appear that that time for the consecration of Russia is very, very near. And so that is still true. That time will be very, very near because the age of these men is very old indeed. I don't think many people thought that Pope Benedict would live as long as he's lived right now. And so if he's tied to the revelation of the third secret, um, the timelines that we're talking about are not very long at all. We may have already seen the consecration of Russia. We haven't seen the effect yet. As we know, some scholars believe there might be a purgation first and then that coming up. But let's see what Father Gruner has to say. And by if Antonio Ruffini is correct, then Benedict XVI is the Pope of the assassination. Okay, so that's super interesting. So what he's talking about there is the Pope of the assassination. Now, if you read the Third Secret released in 2000, you will note in it that the Pope uh, climbs a hill and is assassinated. The explanation at the time was, oh, that was only John Paul II who was shot but miraculously survived. Well, actually, no, the vision's very clear that the Pope is shot and killed. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, so Father Grumer, Father Gruner and many Fatima experts truly believed that there would be a Pope, a future Pope, who would be assassinated. And the according to Ruffini, that Pope actually was supposed to be Benedict XVI. So if you read the vision, you know that he's talking about uh, a Pope who has to go up the hill, but he's stepping over the bodies of many dead people of laity and clergy, etc. And as he goes up the hill, when he finally gets up the hill, he is shot by bullets and arrows, actually. And uh, so are a bunch of other clergy and religious and laity who are there with him. So mass destruction, which we obviously haven't seen, Ruffini thought, and Father Gruner believed, that that Pope in question who would do that would be Benedict XVI himself. Very interesting indeed, but let's hear what else he has to say. And I think that uh, Fair Michel is most likely correct when he says that we will not have the consecration until we have the secret fully released. And his opinion, he told me that in 1985, he said, I can't prove it's my opinion, but he said that uh, Our Lady was insulted by the Vatican's refusal to obey the command to release the secret in 1960. And God will not give us the grace of the consecration until reparation is made for that disobedience. And the only reparation that can be made that will make it up is the release of the secret. Okay, so that all by itself is huge. We know that the secret was supposed to be released in 1960. We know that it wasn't, and we know why. We we, we heard that there would be great consternation and uh, there would be great upheaval. And what did happen? Well, it wasn't released, it wasn't released, it wasn't released. Then all of a sudden in 2000, it was released. But when you read it, it's kind of lackluster. Nobody cared much much about it. It was like, oh yeah, the, the Pope is seen and he goes up a hill and is shot by arrows. And okay, and that seems to be about it. And then they explain that that was JP2 and nobody has to worry about it. And everybody goes on and, you know, it didn't make a big splash. I'm sorry to say it didn't. Except that it's kind of obvious for people who are experts in Fatima, that there is a part missing. Look, if when you had the secrets, if you want to call them that, the very first thing was vision, a vision of hell. The second secret, so-called, is an explanation of the first vision. The third secret that was actually released is another vision, but there's no second explanation for the second vision. 
And that's what one author called the fourth secret of Fatima that's still be, to be revealed. That was a Sochi book. Um, other authors, Chris Ferreira, who I've had on my program several times, also John Salza, they all believe that, that there is a certain part of the secret still not revealed. And here, Father Gruner has some incredible revelation about heaven being, and understandably so, upset that its direction, heaven's direction to reveal the secret in 1960 wasn't done. Everybody believes that because we know that it wasn't done. The popes themselves admit it wasn't done. But in 2000, they reveal a part, um, which of course was claimed to be the whole. Nonetheless, um, most Fatima scholars who are of a serious sort believe surely that there, there is a part missing. And that's exactly why. Well, you'll hear why. Listen to Father Gruner's really emotional expression as to why the third secret's not yet revealed. And I think that there's also a natural reason for that. The secret will be a cleansing of the church. It will stop the, the, uh, the, the disaster of Vatican II in its tracks by the people widely knowing what the secret is. It'll also be a, a call to repentance. As Malachi Martin said, having read the secret and he announced on public radio uh, a year before he died, he said, when the secret is released, the churches will be full, people will be on their knees, and um, there'll be long lines of confession. So, I think they that will, cleansing will, will be... They will be pounding their breasts and begging God for mercy. The secret is about the Pope and the bishops and the hierarchy. It's also about every member of the faithful as well. And it is sensational. It is extraordinary. And it will be uh, quite a shock to a lot of people. But it's not the reason for not releasing it. It's salutary. It will affect the salvation of many souls, just releasing the secret alone. And it will lead to the consecration after that. Isn't that amazing? Father Gruner, who I know a lot of people had problems with him, but at heart he was a really holy man, a holy priest, a holy man of God, who was totally given to, yes, this work of exposing the secret, but for him... The joy, the secret of the secret, the blessing of the secret will be the return to faith. Heaven promised that this is what we'd see with the secret, that many would come. The lines up, lineups for confession would be full. And it's when Father relates that, that he gets emotional because this means so much to him. People coming back to the faith, people returning, the lost sheep, if you will coming back into the fold. This is what he's looking forward to, and you can see his own sanctity as he gets emotional at that very part. I think Benedict might end up ending giving us a secret before he goes into hiding, before he's killed. Okay, whoa. That's just a tiny word, but there is so much in there. I think Benedict will end up giving the secret before he goes into hiding, before he's killed. So again, he believes that Benedict is the one who will be the martyred pope, but he also said, believes that he will go into hiding before that, but then also that Benedict might reveal the missing part of the third secret. You have to remember, this is taped in 2012, so they already know that in 2000 the secret was released, but the, the full secret, the hidden part, is still hidden. So, uh, you know, Father Gruner passed away in 2015, so we're dealing with not too long ago right now, but we're dealing with something that we can see was so powerful for him and uh, 
interesting that Pope Benedict is still alive and it may still be the one who both has to um, go into hiding and be martyred. But here's what uh, else is in this most interesting video. There is uh, uh, some foundation for that, Father. In fact, my source in Fatima, someone you also know, uh, who was uh, very much uh, in contact with the Carmelite sisters. Uh, this was in May of 1991. I was told that uh, uh, Sister Lucy had received the message from Our Lady that the secret will be revealed during the course of a major war. You know from prophecy that... Uh, uh, when some major catastrophic event will strike Iran, that the Third World War is very near. Okay, so there's the part uh, that Father Kramer reveals that I told you about in my intro, that the third secret would be revealed when, during a great war, especially after a certain catastrophic event in Iran. It looks like we're headed exactly there with what's going on right now between Russia and Ukraine, and that looks to be expanding. We've already seen that Russia and the U.S. are both not ruling out the use of nuclear weapons as a first strike, which is absolutely huge. And we've seen the deputy mayor of Moscow talking about doing this same sort of cleansing that they're doing in Ukraine, in Poland, and elsewhere in Europe. Things are heating up. And in the Sister Lucy's revelation she received from Her Lady was <clears throat> that in the course of a major war, the third secret will be revealed. And uh, if the uh, the reason that the Pope John Paul II gave for not releasing the secret in in Germany in 1980, six months before he was shot, was because he didn't want the Russians to make certain moves. Apparently, the secret talks about some military moves of the Russians, but then that excuse will be completely gone when they actually make those moves, and that's why it would seem that it all ties together that Russia invades Western Europe, the Pope releases a secret, goes into hiding, gets killed, you have then disaster for two and a half years or whatever, you have a new Pope elected who then consecrates Russia. So there, in that little tiny summary of everything that's been said so far, the, the Pope will go into hiding, the Pope will eventually be killed, and then, hear what he says, there'll be two and a half years of disaster, and then the Pope will consecrate Russia. A fascinating timeline. Who knows what is up and what's down? There is so much confusion in the world and in the Church today, but... This video, this sort of prophecy that you can watch for yourself from a conference in 2012 was so fascinating. I thought it was good to bring to your attention. Thank you for joining us on John Henry Weston's show. May God bless you. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to LifeSiteNews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. 
We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parlor, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.